On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're diving back into Nintendo memories with the Game Boy Advance and the GameCube. So hello everyone, welcome to Friend Code. Um, I am Michael Damiani, your host and sort of moderator. <laughs> and sort of. Sort of moderator, just, just sort of. a little bit. Yep. Um, and I am joined once again by Mr. Daniel Butterworth. Hello. And Mr. Kyle Bossman. Hi! And we're going to finish up our Nintendo memories, hopefully, with the, the Game Boy Advance and the GameCube systems. Um, we're going to start with the GameCube, and then we're going to go into Game Boy Advance, but I feel oh, like this okay. one's going to be... Well, I feel like it's going to be interesting, Bloodworth, because there was so much synergy between those two systems. Sure. Because of Nintendo's strategy, and we will definitely get into that, but I always like to start off each episode... A little segment called Dear Nintendo. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you forgot about that one, didn't you? <laughs> and I was looking through the limited amount of Nintendo Power issues I still had left and trying to find one from the, the era we're talking about. And it was between this one, which has Soul Calibur cover it, and it, my... It, old... it's, it's not just that it has Soul Calibur, it has Link. Yeah, they're it's selling a, it's it. A, it's another Link cover from. The uh, I'll explain that. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's a strong depiction of Link too. It I has, oh yeah, no, it's great. My old college address on here. Okay, don't put dorm. that on cam. Don't put so that on we're cam. Gonna not put that on cam. But I don't What's going to happen? Um, to explain that, Kyle, the only issues of Nintendo Power I kept are related to Zelda. Okay. I chucked them oh. all back in like I told you when I moved. I chucked them all. Mm-hmm. I only kept the ones that had Zelda coverage, prominent Zelda coverage, because I knew I'd probably need them for your down shrine. The line. Not for my shrine, for collection and for informational purposes when I did features. Gotcha. So, I haven't shown this you off to knew, the camera yet. You knew that years later you would be doing a timeline for GameTrailers.com. Kyle knows me way too well. You knew. I was going to bring that it up. It was destiny like, foretold. No, but you that's... only have one slice of the Wind Waker <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got to explain that. Well, first, people complained how far back we were holding this. So, if you can't see this, I apologize. Scan it in, Damiani. Scan it in. Scan it in. Look at that, Kyle. Soul Calibur 2, um, which we will actually talk about at some point, hopefully, um, features a featured Link on the GameCube version. Uh, this nice, look, Link battles only on GameCube. GCN. Cool. On GCN. On GCN. <laughs> I'm just so trained to read GCN as GameCube. It's honestly really weird for Nintendo to do that on the cover of a Nintendo Power. Because remember, I don't know if you remember real quick, but back in the day when this was new, remember the abbreviation thing? People were trying to use NGC. Like, Nintendo yes. GameCube, GameCube's like, no. Yeah. Nintendo's like, it is G-C-N, mm-hmm. GameCube Nintendo. Honestly, I, I, th- I think this is a big reason why the next thing's Wii. Oh. Because they, they loved that you wouldn't have to abbreviate it. They gotcha. loved that. Sure. You can't, you can't yeah. Wii. But, uh, yeah. But, but let's be clear. GCN itself was a concession. The proper way to write it was Nintendo GameCube in all caps. Even Nintendo in all caps or GameCubes in Nintendo all caps? Nintendo style guide. Oh, Nintendo my goodness. Nintendo style guide. Um, so let's dive in. Not, not as cool of artwork anymore. And the ads started to get a little annoying in Nintendo Power. Look how plain that is. The That's a cool ad. Conflict Desert Storm. Nah. Okay. Ikaruga, right. dude. Classy ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was actually the second Oh, wait. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the IGN quote. What's the IGN quote? Our frothing demand for this game increases. Now, Blood said the IGN quote as if it's infamous. IGN.com. Why? Because of what it just said. Our frothing demand for this game increases? Demand. 
Look at that. That was the ad. Anyway, dear Nintendo segment where we read letters to the Nintendo Power staff from years gone by. This one was heavily focused on Pokemon. A lot mm. of Pokemon write-ins in this one, Kyle. Really? So I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about this. I'm sorry. Pr- repeat the month. Um, this is. Sorry. It looks like December 2001. See, blood's right. Or is that? Oh, that's on the ad. Uh, it should say. Actually, it doesn't say on the side. Absolutely, it just says right on the cover. Like up in the upper right. No. Really? That's so bizarre. Here we go. Okay. June 2003. Oh, okay. Okay. June 2003, I guess it's just still residual Pokemon questions. I guess they're just still hanging around. Actually, this might be the fan art. Hang on, let me just make sure. Yeah, wait. That's what? the Player's part, Player's Pulse Artist Gallery. But that's still part of Player's Pulse there. Yeah, I'm yeah. missing a page. Okay. Here we go. Thank All right. you. I was like, there was something here. So here we go. There's a letter of the month, and then there's a, a special feature right here. So the feature, Kyle, is called Princess Picabellachu. And there's this image right here, Kyle. A cosplayer. Trying to look like Pika Belichu. Okay. Probably before we even called it cosplay in the U.S. Princess Pika Belchu. Sorry, Pika Belchu. Sent us an amazing 48-page photo album <laughs> of her Pokemon Nintendo-inspired costumes. These, t- The talented costumer resides in Florida. So now I'm calling her a cosplayer. I said costumer. Yeah, yeah. Resides in Florida. Where she brings her original ideas to life. Princess Pika Belchu also sent beautiful sketches of every costume. Thanks. Ah, Be sure to check out her elegant Queen Pika Belchu costume. Here, Impressive. Here's the thing, yeah, because it, it wasn't fair for me to laugh. I just laughed because of 48 pages. It's they can't lot. possibly print all of that, Princess Pika yeah, Belchu. That's insane. Yeah. Like, in a good way. Like, that's dedication. Yeah, because actually the costume is good and the art is good, too. That is... Yeah, I mean, the art is good enough that I thought, like, she had based it off of that when it's really... I mean, she probably yeah. did, but she drew that herself. That's cool. That's pretty cool. So, letter of the month. I'll, I'll hold this up in a second. Okay. Letter of the month. All right. All right. So, this was the premise, Kyle. The world's love for Pokemon is going strong. Mm -hmm. As you'll notice, Pokemon practically took over this month's player's pulse. (laughs) That's not all you'll find, though. We've also sprinkled in a dash of gameplay help, a pinch of techie talk, and a hint of upcoming in-game news. It's a jam-packed player's pulse. So here we go. Letter of the month. Okay. My ultimate Pokemon would be Mimew. Or in other words... Baby Mew. The pre-evolution of my favorite Pokemon, Mew. I mean, Hold come on. Hold on. This is letter of the month. This yes. is the best letter they received this on this month. the one they're featuring. Okay. I don't know All if right. it's best. It's the one I want to feature. Okay. I mean, come on. Mew is so cute and powerful. <laughs> Imagine a baby version. A baby legendary at that. Here is what Mimew could would be like. Okay. So name Mimew. Evolution Mew. Spell, spell Mimew? M-I-M-E-U. Okay. So, Mimew. Evolution into Mew. Pre-evolution, none. Species, new species. Mm-hmm. Appearance. It checks out. Looks pretty much like Mew. <laughs> <Can you? laughs> okay. Uh, except smaller. <laughs> Jesus, God. Mimew. Mimi has a longer tail, mm-hmm. smaller ears, 
and is pastel blue in color. Ooh, okay. So that's, that's significant. Yeah, yeah. The shiny version of Mimu is white. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Description. Mimu can learn all TMs. Just, only, just like Mew. But only a few HMs. Okay. It learns confusion, light screen, metronome, and pound. All of its stats are high, but special attack and speed are the highest. In order to evolve into Mew, Mimu must at least be level 25, have 200 happiness, 20 cute, 10 cool, 20 smart, and 10 beauty. Pokédex Description Mimu is the newly discovered pre-evolution of the legendary Pokémon Mew. Legend has it that Mew was lost in time and sent back to its ancient state. Mimu is very sensitive to children's emotions and will only appear to a trainer with a pure heart. Cool. Via Windia Angel on the internet. And here's her reply, Nintendo. Okay. What a great idea for a Pokemon. You obviously spent a lot of time creating every detail for Mimu. Some of the best Pokemon come from your imagination. Check out your fellow reader's ultimate Pokemon ideas on pages 11 and 12, which is what these are. So these are all pretty much everyone's like ultimate Pokemon. Oh, so they must have prompted that the issue prior. Yeah, I, I want to believe that because uh, it, it seems so funny, unprovoked. Like, let me tell you about Mimu. Uh, eventually, there was a legendary baby. It happened. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a legendary form of Mew, but yeah. This wasn't. Maybe uh, wasn't. Manaphy had Fion. Mm. or Fion, I guess we would say. Anyway, that one's very garbage. That's a garbage little baby Pokemon. <laughs> garbage. Baby. It doesn't even evolve. No, Fion. Fion's bad. Mimu, I would, uh, I would, I would hear you out. I would hear you out. I think it needs like a special ability or anything. Mm. It's weird that its moves are so bland. It needs something. It needs a hook. Right. Some sort of ancient hook. Ancient hook. So okay, if if it traveled back in time, it needs some really cool time travel move. Kind of like foresight, but like um, it can go backwards. So yes, blood. The special ability is if you knock out Mew, it reverses the battle three turns. <laughs> wow. The first time. The first time you knock out Mew, it reverses the battle three turns, and you get a second chance to allow Mew to survive. Crazy. I feel like we need to see Mew in a future remake of Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. I'll work on it. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. They, they did have pe- readers write in with their ultimate Pokemon. Um, one wanted to make a razor sharp Pokemon that chased its sister, which is kind of funny. Not funny. <laughs> Not funny. Kind of funny. Um, <laughs> it almost got him. Uh, there's a lot of ones that wanted to call them Drag. Uh, my Pokemon is called Dragoon. It's dark and dragon type. Dragoon's big teeth, claws, and horns are great for using against enemies. The spike ball on its tail is pretty heavy, so it's also good in battles. The only problem is that it's so heavy, the dragoon sometimes has trouble holding it up. It's 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 the time before fairy types. Dragons are ruling the roost. Dragons are on top mm. of the world right now. Gotcha. I see a bunch of dragons. I look at that page. I see, yeah, think I see three full. dragons. Yeah, like, yeah. My ultimate Pokemon would be a 35-foot dragon yep. with four pairs of wings. My mm-hmm. all-time is a fire pegasus. There you go. Ooh, a fire pegasus. A racing one. It, what is... What is that black and white one on the side? It looks like an Eevee dragon kind of thing. Uh, this one? Yeah. My Pokemon is a grass type called Levy. Oh, okay. Its coloration is green for the leaves, light green for the body, black for the triangles, and dark green for its round claws. 
small spikes in its tail, including the tip, and those smooth spots on its horn on top of its head. I hope you like the little guy as much as I do. <laughs> so yeah, there, there these are, are sweet. Yeah, lot, those are lot sweet. Of dragons. Yeah, a lot of dragons here. So and these fan. I love how people sent their mail in with like fan drawn stuff on the on the envelopes. Oh yeah, like they would send them in, and Nintendo Power just like feature those like on the top here. Like, and you know that's a small are... fraction of what was sent in. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's like insane. So I'll hold this up before we move on, so you can see. If there. you're on mobile, just pause and yeah. There was pinch. there was Pika Pika Bell <laughs> Chew. Unfortunately, the Mimu had uh, no artwork with it. Right, it was all so to your imagination. It's just all to your imagination. It's basically it looks like Mew but smaller. <laughs> the ears are smaller. That's strange to me. I think in the baby form, you want to increase the size of the ears. Increase mm. the size of the ears. Yep, like a puppy. All right. So time to get on to business. I, hit, I hit that. Yep. I apologize. I hit that a few times there. Not very professional. It's time to move on and talk about the GameCube. GameCube. Um, the last two episodes we talked about how we first owned or first had a GameCube. I want to start slightly different this time because I think the three of us are familiar with what I'm about to talk about. I want to talk about before the, Game, the mm-hmm. GameCube came out. I want to talk about that Space World 2000 video. The, the one that everyone saw, the CG with the, the, the Meowth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. With the, the Lincoln Ganon, the Metroid. I want to know what your initial, if you can remember oh, back then. What, what was also the forest, crazy forest thing? There was a. Uh, What's that called? There was Wave Race. It was just a tech demo, but it was this crazy, like, there was tree a, people and stuff. Tree there was people. A Super Mario. Oh, yeah, well, was one cool. everyone dubbed Mario 128, which wasn't Mario 128. What and, is, hold on, what is Blood talking about? Yeah, I'm the trying tree to remember. people. I can't remember the name of it. And this is from Space World, from the reveal of the GameCube. Crazy tree people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was like super detailed textures like on the bark and stuff, but I can't remember what the name of it was. It's so weird, Blood. I have so no memory of that. We were watching the videos before, and we didn't come across that one. Hmm. Maybe uh, it was Space World 2001, hmm. then? But I don't know. No, no, no. I think it was earlier. This one, because like, the, the one I'm talking about, I mean, every, I think a lot of people know about the, the Link vs. Ganondorf scene, because I... Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, yeah, some yeah. controversy. I don't know. But it also had like the Pokemon dancing at the party, celebrating with Mew- Meowth. Meowth playing guitar. Playing guitar. Mew's there. Uh, Samus runs through like the corridor with those little like creatures chasing on the ground. And by the way, and this all looks better than anything you've ever yeah. seen. Wave race. Yes. Like doing the like little barrel roll flip or whatever. At the time, this all looks... Honestly, it's a better Mew character model than we have Luigi's today. Luigi's Mansion. Sorry, Meowth. Yep. Luigi's Mansion was shown off in it. Yeah. I was blown away by this. Yeah, when I first sure. saw that. I was just like, I'm all. Oh, I had uh, Rogue Leader in it as well. Star Wars. Oh yeah, which, off, the which only one that's the, actually how it looks. And in the then end showed game. the yeah. famous scene. It's like, hey, we're all going to the Death Star. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm all in on rebirth. This. Rebirth. That's what it was. What Holy is rebirth, crap. dude? What is it? Um, it's just a tech demo. It's not an actual yeah, game. Yeah, it's just a tech demo. I it's mean, called rebirth. I, I mean, I can't show it to them on the camera. I can grab it. Damiani will splice it in right now. I'll play for them. Like so. When you were describing it, I'll throw it up on there. But yeah, that's. Uh, I'm sure I'll remember this when I see it. So, you. Blood, this is from the GameCube reveal, same year? Yeah, yeah, this is 2000. All right, so we see, what is it, an ant carrying a. a no, it's like a little tree person. Oh, Climbing whoa. another tree person, and there's some mushrooms, and there's a, a, a hornet or something there. And this is from Nintendo. Yeah. It's surprisingly artistic. Hmm. Whoa. 
A little bit of Pikmin like, vibes, I guess. Getting an an ET e meets, yeah, Pikmin. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of the texture work ended up going into Pikmin because it, it does kind of have a similar feel on that end. Blood, I can't believe this right now. Little flying squirrel. I'm so sorry to listeners because <laughs> yeah. what we're seeing right now is fast, a so, piece of history I've uh, never seen before. Literally during this part right now, you yep. should be seeing it on screen. Like, I'm covering up this part right now with mm -hmm. this footage. Little bird. Cool. Um, all right, so yeah. Damian, I remember your magazines. I remember seeing this in magazines first. So you saw still images first. Yes. I'm trying to. I probably saw it on IGN.com. I probably cool. that's probably where I saw the video of this first. We had to download it, right? You couldn't stream it. Yeah, there like, would be like download. the links to like mm -hmm. the, the QuickTime files. You yeah, know, sure. Go get the AVS any, and I was just all in on this. Like, yeah. I, I just well, remember. And, and one of the parts that they, one of the things that they did. Uh, which was kind of mind blowing because, like this again, this is revealing like Nintendo's first time using discs, and they 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 opened it up and they popped Luigi's Mansion in and it just loaded like it was a cartridge. It was just like, what is this magic? <laughs> which the games just load. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy to see uh, see that technology in action. Yeah, first uh, first Nintendo console to go. Strictly disc-based. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the, the, the kind of like the next, or people were kind of complaining against against N64 for using cartridges. Like, the only reason you didn't win last time is because you used cartridges. So I was like, all right, well. No. Yeah, that was here a real we, knack here, against here. it. I know. I didn't mean to say knack. <laughs> but I was like, Kyle, Kyle, I'm setting you up here. What, what, do, you got, what do you got for me, Kyle? <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. That, that was like, literally, I was like, where's the joke, Kyle? <laughs> Sorry. Um... um but it wasn't a it's traditional. It's still proprietary. It was still proprietary. As it I just still pull, looks as I still pulled it out yeah. for you. Like you open the system. Yeah. Like I like this thing about how you push down on the middle, just pops yeah. it up. It like feels that. good. I love so it. Good. Well, plus yeah. if you if you open it while it's still turned on, it will stop the disc. Yep. So, so it's this tiny little mini disc. The their their proprietary disc. It also spins the other way, I believe. Which well, is, it spin. Well, the thing the thing, yeah. The, the two things that make it load so fast are the size, and then. Um, it's a it's a it's a constant velo velocity. So basically, like you know, like when you hear like disc space systems kind of like have those like like high pitched kind of motor sounds, mm -hmm. because what it's doing is it's 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 moving the laser back and forth on a track. Okay. And it's changing the speed of the disc, and that takes time to get everything to match up. Whereas what the GameCube does is the disc moves at the same speed constantly, and rather than the laser moving it tilts and the angle makes it work. It's about it's a math thing. So the 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 laser's not moving all over the place, it's just tilting. Blood, that's fascinating, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Nintendo engineering. They yeah. do It's also stuff. why if, if somebody's not good at modding it, certain games um don't work entirely perfectly mm. once you've put the thing back together because it has to be all like in sync. Gotcha. Cool. Way cool. Very good stuff. GameCube Came out 2001 after uh, after this hype for it. Um, I think, from my perspective at least, I saw GameCube as all right. Nintendo had a misstep with the N64. Still great games, I loved it, but I'm tired of hearing everyone saying they lost to Sony. What are they gonna do to get back? And then I saw this system. I saw those CG visuals. I was like, yes, we got the CG movies. Mm -hmm. The games are going to look as good. It's got, a, even though it's this mini version, it's still like a DVD technically, so they can't complain this time. And it's 
everyone was talking about like it's going to be as powerful or on par with the other systems and i was like all right here we go like the nintendo's gonna shine and uh gamecube comes out and in november of 2001 here came out a little bit earlier in japan i believe september of 2001 um it was a big it was a big launch the one thing I noticed about it that was different for me from even N64, it was the first Nintendo console where it didn't launch with a game called Super Mario something. Mm-hmm. I want to start there. It launched with the, the, I would say the three biggest titles that probably had it launch were, that were exclusive to it were Luigi's Mansion, jeez, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rogue Leader, Star, uh, yeah. Rogue Squadron 2, and Wave Race Blue Storm. None of those... I mean, Rogue Leader was amazing. Yeah, but... It, that, it is amazing. It yeah. is amazing. I mean, especially, Still. like, when you like, you look... Again, we're talking about being on disc. Like, you look at all the stuff they packed into that disc with, like, the DVD-style commentaries and all of that. And then the weird stuff they did with Time of Day where Tatooine would, like, match up whatever time of day it was. And the lighting would change. Um, yeah. It's a, and I think there's only cer- certain missions like would would change as well with that. It was a it, okay. It is a really good game. Yeah. Despite that, I just remember so many people focusing on where, where's Super Mario, whatever. Like where, where's the new Mario game? Oh yeah, and, and then, comparing Luigi's and Mansion then they're like, hey, what's it? this Luigi's Mansion? Yeah. And uh, Luigi's Mansion is a good game. Yes. It mm-hmm. got an unfair rap because. It didn't have the word Super Mario in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and it, and it, and it, it was also a game that you could feasibly, you know, kind of feel like you were done with after a weekend. So yes. that was like, that was a big knock, you know, like and even against, you know, some with some of my friends who were like, yeah, this isn't a launch game. This is a rental, you know, and I'm just kind of like it, really pretty. Yeah. And it wasn't even a platformer. It was this right. more adventure exploration game with the go sucking mechanic. It, it was very slow paced. It was pretty much the antithesis of a super mario game nintendo was dared to go with that first and i yeah i just again i just remember so many people focusing on that and the questions is like how did nintendo until the eventual release of sunshine was like where where where's the mario game where's the mario game i was like is it really that ingrained in gaming culture that you have to have mario with nintendo at launch like i think it's residually it still happens now like mm-hmm. it's not as bad. Like when Switch came out, like oh, there's no Mario. It's doomed or something. But I think with like Wii, Wii U, and Switch, there's like there's still some thought of like, huh, no Mario game. It's more acceptable, but you still wonder like, when's that Mario game coming out? Like we oh, Odyssey is coming out this year, and it was rumored to be a launch title so for a while. So mm-hmm. it's still kind of there. And like this is the first system to buck the trend. And I don't think that was ultimately what like cost it. You know, finishing. You know better off than it ended up doing but it was the first big thing that nintendo did that was like hmm was that the best choice for the system out the gate so i have a weird take on this because this was my first uh nintendo console since the nes oh yeah that's that's true and uh at this point i'm deep into my video game fandom okay and i want to own more consoles and it was really hard for me to choose between the xbox and the gamecube (sighs) same year why why was it so hard uh, Xbox is serious. It's got Halo. I mean, it has. Was, was it only Halo? Was there any other games? I'm always curious about why people got excited about Xbox, other than 
it was a Microsoft console and there were, it was PC gamers like getting yep. excited about a console and Halo. Was there anything else besides those two points that got you like? Enticed? I remember the EGM uh, reveal of the Xbox well, uh, describing the team that was working on it okay. and how hard they were working on it and their passion and their goals. And I remember seeing, gosh, what's the name of the game with the little girl with the sledgehammer? Whatever that was, <laughs> there's a screenshot of that. And I'm looking Malice? at that. Yeah, well yeah. done, Blood. Whoa. Yes. That's it. Malice Whoa. looked like a better game that I'd ever seen in my life. I was torn. I was on mm. the Xbox side up until I was at Target. Saw a video of Rogue Squadron. Okay. Yeah. And I said, oh, GameCube it is. <laughs> it was that simple. It was honestly that simple. That game nice. still well, looks great. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue Squadron is definitely one of the best looking games on, on the system. And it kind of shows like how easy it is to make like, you know, Star Wars look good. Yeah. Because like, even, Star, like, even when you go back to N64 and Shadows of the Empire, like that stuff, like, oh, this stuff looks really good. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's just something about that aesthetic that look, really works uh, to having, you know, limited technology. And Damiani, I hear you knocking the launch, but I think it's worth talking about how quickly Melee came. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, yeah. I just want. Like, Weeks I, later. I, yeah. was, I mean, sorry, the peek behind the curtain here. I was just yeah. trying to get like a starting point for how we got into GameCube. Sure. Other than what did you start with? So I remember um, <laughs> I was I wanted it so bad. I was telling my dad the day it launched. I said, all right, we got to go. To, we got to go to Toys R Us early. There's going to be a line. We got to get there early. And there were three people in line and we got them. So it was just like, uh, what are you here for? And we're like, the GameCube comes out today. And they're like, okay. All right, Ooh. and then they just sold us the GameCube. It's like, okay, <laughs> it was so easy to get. It was not oh, a problem. Um, yeah, so I was super invested way before even the, the Space World thing. Um, when it was then, called Dolphin? Yeah, well, before even that, it was like Project N2000 is what we were calling it. Ooh, cool. Um, but yeah, so then I forget who broke the Dolphin name. Um, and then, yeah, eventually the GameCube, and then, then we broke the GameCube logo. Well, it wasn't even really us then. But it was just the site I was following. <laughs> broke the GameCube logo. Um, but, um, but yeah, when it actually came to launch, it was super... It was kind of funny because I I was okay, I was able to get some games early. This was the first launch that I had participated in one was like... Ninten- you couldn't get Nintendo's games... But you could get Star Wars, you could get some other games. Like Stores would sell those games to you mm-hmm. uh, as soon as they were stores. So I got Star Wars early, and I was yeah. was you know checking out the box and look at the disc and all that. And so I was calling around to see if anyone was selling the GameCube itself early. And there was a store that said, well, we've got, we've got the Japanese uh, GameCubes, and they're modified so you can play U.S. discs. And I'm like... I'll be right there. <laughs> Whoa. And so, yeah, so I got, yeah, I, I, I went ahead. And, what kind of store is it? Only video games? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, so yeah, I got, I got I got my GameCube early, and that was, yeah, that's like right there. And, and that's basically what put me on the path to like importing and, and all of that because. It I, also played Japanese games? Yeah. Whoa, is it like a Switch on it's the outside? It's a Switch on the back because here again, simple, weird techni- technical things. The only difference between a Japanese uh, and uh, American GameCube is a simple on-off switch on the circuit board. So all you have to do is close that circuit, and it becomes English. No way. So, yeah, you just power it off, flip the switch, power it back on, and, like, Japanese menus or English menus. Cool. Either way. Yeah, there was also, I thought there was also, like, a header file in the on the disc. Hmm. Um, and I think this persisted through, like, the, the Wii versions as well, that... 
you get like eventually when people started playing games like you know through hard drives and stuff you know when they modded you would just strip out that thing and it would just read the game like at, on on your system and detect the language of your system like oh it's those, those files are already on there like you could play it in this language and stuff so uh for some games but otherwise it would just like let you play it like oh uh, there's no region for this it's cool you can you can play this on it that's cool but Real quick, uh, I was getting to it later, but I was bring up now. But like playing Japanese games on this system, GameCube was the first system for me that I actually started Im- importing actively imported any games, Japanese games, and played them <laughs> to, through their entirety. There was only two, and you probably can guess which two they are. Oh. I can't. Uh, Wind Waker is one of my guesses. That's one of them. Mario Sunshine? Sunshine. Yeah. No. 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 There's all the game. Oh. oh, Twilight Princess. No, that uh, that came out in English. The Master first. Quest. Nope. Four Swords Adventures. There you oh, go. Okay. Four Swords Adventures. Japanese. Japanese. Okay. And I used the uh, the action replay uh, little disc. Oh, you oh, so cool. I did the disc. And so you put the disc in the screen and say, please put in the game disc now. And then nice. loaded it. It was pretty pretty easy. Blood, what color was your uh, Japanese GameCube? Uh, it was just a standard purple. Okay. Yeah. But then when I got the Game Boy Player, it ended up being like a total mismatch. It was like a silver. Oh, I had um, one of those. Yeah. I still have that attached here. Because again, I just like ordered whatever they had. So, oh, Jones's GameCube was over there. I was going to show you real quick, but, like, the GameCube wasn't really a cube at all when it first came out. This was, you know, like, it's not a real cube. It's close enough. No, sure. it was like, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was kind of, but once you had the Game <laughs> it's Boy. like an inch and a half Once off. you had the Game Boy player, though, it was That's like, did cube. they plan this yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make it an actual cube once they added that? They planned something because there's a lot of docks yeah. on the bottom. There's a lot of. Yeah, well, the other one of the other docks is the uh, broadband. Yeah. Um, uh, thing, which is funny because you could either there was a modem or a broadband adapter, um, and then what Fantasy Star Online Fantasy was Star like Online. the only game to really officially use online. Oh, officially, yeah. <laughs> and then there was Mario Kart, Double Dash, and Man. Kirby's Air Ride, right? Maybe that those were like the only like that supported land. Games. LAN? Yeah, yeah. I remember the the Double Dash stuff. That was like. I think IGN tried to do it and like mm-hmm. filmed it or something. It was the only time I ever got to see it in action. Like I never saw anyone else try and do it in person. It was kind of oh, sure. weird. But anyway, going back real quick, Kyle made a point earlier. Despite us like, I, I, by the way, I got my GameCube I think for like Christmas or something. It was wasn't as eventful. Oh, so Smash Bros is out at that point. So again. yes, that, that, which is a good transition because when I got my GameCube, I got Rogue Leader. Um, cause like, oh yes, this game looks amazing. And I love the, the N64 ones. Um, I did not want Luigi's mansion, did not care about it. I was like, I'm not oh. interested in this game. This isn't super Mario's one of those people. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I'm, I was the same way. Like I didn't actually play Luigi's mansion for I, a while. Yeah. I super don't remember how I got it. Cause I didn't ask for it. I didn't buy it myself. I got wave race blue storm somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I had fun with it, but I didn't like it as much as the original by, by any stretch. But, Super Smash Brothers Melee was out by the time I got my GameCube. Yeah. And that game. That game. That game defined to me defines the GameCube. Oh, for sure. That is the yeah. There are a lot of great games on GameCube, but I feel like if you were forced to pick the one game, the the biggest standout game of the GameCube because it's still still brought up today even in the fighting game community they they the how they carry the torch for this game. Still wanted it to be featured over the newer iterations. 
there's such an att- like how many times every direct goes by people are like where's melee hd like <laughs> melee yeah is huge and, yeah. and smash brothers 64 was a big deal we talked about it last episode but melee was like a whole yeah. other beast and i just want to say that adventure mode in that game was one of the things that did it for me it yeah. wasn't just how it looked good and it was just the cutscene the cutscenes the CG sequence, that intro for Melee, yeah, so memorable. Oh, Damiani, I love, I think probably my favorite part is the transition from uh, Metroid to Kirby, where like the, that pl- the, the planet blows up blows and up. then there's the star and then suddenly you're in Kirby's world. I love that. Like Adventure Mode just had so much charm to it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, and the whole the museum aspect and oh, all the collecting and yes. everything and like just showing off. Trophies. All of this Nintendo history that you mm-hmm. had no idea Ooh. existed. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, like, yeah, even the inclusion of the Fire Emblem characters at the time is like, yeah, like yeah. everyone's like, wait, who's Roy and Marth? Where'd yeah. they come from? Oh, they're we'll, cool. You'll see some yeah. of them maybe in the GBA games that'll come out later, but uh, never heard of them. But yeah, the trophies has had so much information from games that you never saw outside of Japan or at least in North America. It's just like, wait, where did these things come from? I was like, whoa. It was just like a big history celebration of a Nintendo game, mm-hmm. and everything I, looks so good. The best of the most of those characters I've ever looked at up until that point yeah, is inside of that their game. models. Like yeah. Mario, seeing Mario, I was like, "Yo, looks this good in this." Game. I cannot wait to that Mario 3D platformer. Look at this denim, Jeans. he's yeah. got denim. Look at those. Oh, <laughs> Link. Oh man, that Space World demo doesn't even come close to this looking Link right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it true. Actually, That's a better link than the Space World yeah, demo. When you look at the Space oh, World demo oh, now, it's like, oh, this it's is gross. Pretty, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. It looks like fan 3D renderings at this point. Um, but I mean, we, we we don't have to get into d- too depth about melee. It just came out early enough that I was. It was like a big thing. And despite any launch hiccup, people might have had hangups. They might have had over there was no Super Mario game. Smash Brothers came in. It was like. Forget about it. Well, Forget about what's it. What's funny about that, Damiani, to me, is that sometimes I think throughout Nintendo's history, they were lucky that just uh, some select geniuses worked for them. Mm-hmm. That game could not have happened without Sakurai. Oh, you right. know what I mean? Like, it just could not have come together the way it did. It would Absolutely. not be played today without that single person. I feel the same way about Iwata a lot of times, too. It's just like sometimes you're like, hey, you're lucky you had that person. Otherwise, that would have not launched, you know? Yeah. And, and I do. I think they kind of like look lucked into Melee. They said, okay, we need that by launch. It's like, oh my God, there's no way. There's no way you're getting that game by launch. And they're so lucky to get it as close to launch uh, as they actually did. Hey, sometimes pressure. You know what they say. Pressure and deadlines. <laughs> I don't think a lot of game developers would agree with like. They saying, don't. It's yes. not. It's not. No. It, I think it's completely <laughs> luck sometimes. Like yeah. They are doing their best, but it just things just went right for once under those situation, uh, yeah. those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to get into too, de- too much depth about the first party stuff like we've done with the, the, uh, each episode of this. We haven't gone really that you know deep dive in any of them. Just like make mentions. Like those, I think those people who were disappointed by the launch with the No Mario, come welcome to Fall 2002. You got Metroid Prime, you got Super Mario Sunshine, and you got Star Fox Adventures. You got all these games like in the span of like a few months. Like oh, I'm sorry we didn't hit launch, but here you go. Here are these like these updates to these games been waiting for mm-hmm. Metroid prime in particular. Like I yeah. do want to spend a little time on Metroid prime because it. Metroid prime was a big deal because how long blood had it been since fans had a brand new Metroid oh, it was game? Like eight years. Gap, it yeah. was ridiculous. 
and all the rumors about oh this n64 metroid in development oh it never materialized mm-hmm. and then when we first heard about it, it's like wait first person are you insane it's, retro it's, studios they're in texas what is no why would they hire these guys why from texas? isn't nintendo directly handling like all that stuff yeah. came out of the, the oh, work yeah. like People like to harp on the Wind Waker's visual shift, but like Metroid, it just didn't yeah, have it as, haters for it sure. didn't have as big of a mm-hmm. fan base. I'd say as Zelda at the time, but like it was the amount of concern was there just as yep. much there. And holy crap, that game! Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean that E3, so good. Um, yeah. which I think, yeah, that was my first E three. Oh wow! Whoa. And then so like that was nuts to to be there in Metroid Prime, Wind Waker, Mario Sunshine, Eternal Darkness. <laughs> and then, like all this other crazy experimental stuff, but like that to be like a Nintendo E3, yeah, was it was crazy to see all that at the same time, um, and and like all of those demos were were fantastic, you know, like Metroid Prime was just the opening uh, space station, yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly what Wind Waker had. Or, or Mario, but I you know, distinctly remember that Metroid Prime demo. I was like, man. I'm going to guess Wind Waker was a forest area of some kind. Maybe the a version of the area you say oh, Petro, like, you just fight. Yeah, burp, burp. at the top of uh, Outside Island. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Yes, something like that. Burp, burp. Um, I bring up Metroid Prime also not because of like just the, the, the retro delivering something amazing and just proving that it basically retro kind of came in and I feel like kind of took the place eventually of rare which was kind of getting shifted would get shifted out during this so i mentioned star fox adventures Mm -hmm. which was i believe correct me if i'm wrong their only gamecube title that uh, That rare did yeah i think so before they were eventually there were many more in production in development yeah yeah because we saw it was one of them yeah uh and we saw the joanna dark model in the video we watched of the space world video Mm -hmm. er earlier and i'm thinking of uh, a donkey kong racing game as well i think yeah Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Rare, which had been such a workhorse during the N sixty four, delivered such great games, including uh, shooters. That seems to be historically Nintendo's weakness when it comes to their like their first party like offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, they just for whatever reason we're not going to get into this episode. We will do a, a special episode at some point on focusing Rare? on the Rare. Yeah, what happened with Rare? Mm-hmm. And we'll fun. get some people in here who are pretty much like experts in that hopefully to, to help talk with us about that but microsoft ended up acquiring rare and nintendo had a chance apparently and said sorry we, we we're not gonna take it you know we're gonna we're gonna let you go and i was like just terrified when i heard it. i was like what are you crazy why are you letting rare go like where's the new golden eye perfect dark game gonna come like Oh, here's Geist. Okay, interesting <laughs> attempt to make yeah, a shooting game. We have Geist. No, thank you, Rare. I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> thank you know, thank you so much for Retro coming in and giving us Metroid Prime because if that didn't happen, it would be like, other than the, the third party ports that they got, like what would have Nintendo had to like satisfy that crowd? Metroid because, Prime's an anomaly for sure. Yeah, it, it, just it was came, critically acclaimed. Yeah. I think is also super important because Microsoft, you would point out, had Halo and eventually Halo Two. So I'm not. I'm trying to remember for sure. I know Red Faction came to GameCube eventually, um, but Did like it really? very limited copies. Whoa! Yeah, which is something we can get into with third-party stuff. Um, but Time yeah, Splitters yeah. was also on yes. Time Splitters yeah, definitely yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, so that but was that X was rare. multi-platform though. Yeah, yeah. So and that was X. Yeah, some X rare people as well. But that was yeah. I mean, we we can get into some of the third-party stuff. But that was one of the weird situations with third parties. Yeah, is that a lot of games would be published on GameCube. 
but they would come months later after the marketing spend yep. and they wouldn't have any kind of shelf space. Like if you didn't pre-order the game, you didn't get the game. Like yep. Burnout 2, I was actually super mad because it's like Burnout 2, this is an awesome game. You can get it on GameCube and nobody knows because like I walked in and like, you know, I, I, to the GameStop at the time and like I got my copy and I like realized they didn't have any more copies to put on the shelf. That was it. That was <laughs> that was the copy was the one I pre-ordered. Yeah, because everyone else is buying on PS2. Yeah, PS2 had long mm-hmm. come out, and then Xbox and GameCube came out on the same day. But it was like they were only advertising the Xbox version. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought up Burnout because um, I had I'm like a little like a short list of like third-party games that did would come to GameCube. Yeah, so but there'd be like this stack <laughs> and this stack are third parties. If we want to go through just some of that I have, I also had uh, Splinter Cell for a while. But after Spl- I found yep. out how badly they reported, I traded them yeah, in for Xbox Splinter versions. Cell was on there. <laughs> um, Let's see. So I've got The Hobbit, which is Skip. Eh, whatever. Um, Star Wars Rebel Strike, True Crime Streets of L.A., Mega Man oh, Network okay. Transmission, Skip. Uh, X-Men Legends 2. Oh, that's such a good game. Bomberman Generation, cool. Beyond Good and Evil, Prince of Persia, which cool. I, like Ubisoft didn't have much confidence. They like gave you one for free a couple months later. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, like I, I bought. I, so I bought one. Of, I think I bought Prince of Persia and I got Beyond Good and Evil for free or for cheap or something. That's so weird. Uh, Capcom versus SNK2, which remember we were talking about how like uh, fighting games and like 2D games mm-hmm. weren't there on the N64, so you know, yeah, so that came cool. back. DDR Mario Mix, which is hilarious. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, there's so Burnout, cool. Tales of Symphonia, which again JRPGs were gone on the N64, basically. True. Botan Kaitos, another really great Namco exclusive. RPG. Um, yeah, those are both exclusive. NBA Street V3, which had Mario and Luigi. Too weird though. That was. No, it was fun, but uh, but it was funny when I went I, I went to EA and I interviewed the guys working on that and they were talking about how uh, strange it was to try to work with Nintendo on it because they you know they they have all these real life NBA players with their stats and their height and weight and everything mm-hmm. and they're like okay so how tall should Mario and Luigi be and they wouldn't give them like an actual real world height. They're like, well, this many heads high or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember that. So I, I do remember Precursor to that. New Donk City. Yeah, there's a couple more X Men games. Dark and Sky, which is just an awful, Dark awful Sky. thing. Um S K Y E. Yeah, that's the Skittles is game. Is that the Skittles game? That's yeah. The Skittles yeah. Game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So cool. Uh, Medal of Honor Frontline, um, uh, which uh fantastic game, probably one of the best World War Two shooters. Um, but again, that like came like a year later after the PS2 had gotten all the acclaim. Oh, um, plus, it, you got a like you got the little yellow nub for your analog stick. That didn't bother me really, honestly. It totally bugged me. I mean, yeah. I, maybe that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's um, for first-person games. King Kong. Uh, King Kong. We're toward the end of GameCube. Yeah, there. that's a old, yeah, yeah, later that one. That's one uh, that also came out on 360, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a One Piece game, Need for Speed Hopper Suit Two. Uh, Mega Man Anniversary, Sonic Anniversary, Harvest Moon. That's actually actually I think that's they're re-releasing that soon. Cool. Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life, Monkey Ball Two. Yeah, Sega. Yeah, baby. Sega on the GameCube. That was. We'll a get new there. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Soul Calibur Two with Link, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Resident Evil Four, which was huge. Yes. GameCube exclusive Resident Evil. Uh, there's Rogue Leader, Burnout Two, Call of Duty Two, Big Red One. Which was only on uh, some platforms and not others, but actually it's a pretty good game. Uh, there's the Sims port. Skip. Uh, Pac-Man versus. Oh, you own it. That's oh, so God. good. Here Pac-Man World Two, Pac-Man Sonic Adventure Two. So, oh, 
a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Um, oh, beautiful Joe over here on my Japanese I, side. I do want to. I want. I want to do the Capcom stuff real quick. Okay. Yeah. So the Capcom Five. The cap. Yeah. The Ooh. Capcom Five. So remember we were talking about there was a perception in N64 there wasn't a lot of third third party support, but as we went through our discussion, we're like there actually was quite a bit of third party support. It was just certain franchises weren't on N64 where they were on PlayStation. But come GameCube, Nintendo was like, we got to do something about this. We we got to bring the big third party titles back. We got to do something about it. Um, and one of those efforts was announced, I believe, in 2001 or 2002, like right, 2002, right after GameCube came out, was, as Blood mentioned, the Capcom 5, which were a set of five games which were supposed to be exclusive to the GameCube, including Resident Evil 4, mm -hmm. which was a huge, huge. one. Huge. Uh, Piano 3, Project Number 03, um, Killer 7, mm. Beautiful Joe, and then one that never came out yeah. called Dead Phoenix, yep. which I'm sorry. ultimately canceled. So Piano 3 actually is, is in relation to... It's the one of the five. Yeah. So that was like the, its probably working title, and then they just kept it. Maybe I'm not sure if that's true or not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So PN stands for project number, though. I've always said that. I don't know if that's official. I okay, think it's, it's interesting. It's, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's yeah, a stylized it's just called PN03. Yeah, you know it's all I, about you know like cybernetics and stuff it, like that. So here's what sense. I remember about PN03. I remember uh, in the magazine, it's like looks like Capcom's making making a better Metroid game than Nintendo is. <laughs> I remember that snarky comment about PNO3. I never actually played it. But it's before Prime uh, came out. Is when didn't that get, was it didn't have a good reception. Like a lot of the magazines ended yeah. up not liking it. Yeah, it didn't sell very well. Yeah, but uh, it did remain GameCube exclusive uh, for a lifetime. Um, which Resident Evil Four, it was timed exclusive and it did enough. Can but you imagine the money they had to spend to make Resident Evil Four an exclusive? That was so huge. It, that is too huge. That was huge. Like Killer Killer Seven was. I, I, I thought it was a really good game. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of gone to cult classic status. Kind of along with Beautiful Joe. Like, except for Resident Evil 4, none of these games, like, sold extremely well. Um, some of them were critically acclaimed, but none of them sold the numbers I think Nintendo was looking for, except for RE4. And RE4 came out in 2005, so it came out towards the end of the GameCube's life cycle. It was January 2005. Oh, January. Okay. Yeah, here. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Okay, and, cool. And, and then it did come out eventually to PlayStation 2. And it yeah, but that was, yeah, yeah. that was kind of the bitter, the bitter Nintendo fan thing because they oh, announced yeah. the PS2 version before the GameCube version yep. came out. No! So, system seller just became not a system seller because, oh, I'll just wait for the PS2 version. And what a dirty there was move. that famous, I don't know if it's true or not, the thing about Kamiya's quote that he'd, like, commit, you know, or something, like, quote, quote oh, commit suicide yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. if, like... You know, it came out on any. They broke their promise or something, and it was mm -hmm. announced before. So yeah, yeah. And how how many systems has Resident Evil Four been on? Yeah, and it's been out a million <laughs> times. Um, but you brought up some other games there, like going with the third party sort. Uh, Super Monkey Ball, Sega game exclusive to GameCube. Mm -hmm. um, Very different idea. Pretty interesting idea that started on uh, its life on the GameCube. This so series. I think that's worth talking about yeah. because within the GameCube's life cycle, the Dreamcast died, and I think Sega really went to yes. Nintendo. Which is weird. It seemed that like was, that because they were enemies, but for some reason that was a natural home for Sega. I think, yeah, like it was a little surprising, but so for everyone who didn't know, like Sega decided to call it quits in terms of the con console manufacturing mm -hmm. uh, after the shortly after Dreamcast's launch, and they were like, "We're just going third party," and then the rumor started flying, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, uh, Sonic Adventure Two is coming to GameCube." Yeah. 
Then Sonic Mega Collections coming to GameCube with all the classic Sonic, most of the well, classic Sonic yeah, games. Well, Super Monkey Ball was a launch game. Super Monkey Ball um, was earlier on. Uh, Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia. Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, Fantasy Star Online. Billy uh, Hatcher. Billy Hatcher, <laughs> yep. Is. All those games came out, and Sonic arrived on GameCube. And, I mean, Sonic Adventure DX Director's Cut it came out like a year after that. Mm-hmm. The, and, then, the, and then the Monkey Ball team made F-Zero GX. Yep. <laughs> like, what Sega, a partnership. I mean, I, I would have assumed it would have gone to either Sony or Nintendo. Um, I, I, like, there was no chance it was going to Microsoft. Like, I never thought that ever. But right. uh, I was surprised that they, they aired and deferred mostly to Nintendo. Yeah. Probably because they... Despite them being rivals for so long, they probably had some kind of relationship with well, them. And I think it's also kind of smart because I know your comment already. You're talking about Jet Set going to Xbox. I think mm. that the way you look at the audiences, there was at that point definitely a distinct GameCube audience and a distinct Xbox audience. As much as we'd like to say yeah, it, there wasn't right. there. Uh, yeah, the GameCube was more kid friendly. Certainly, there you go. that's what I was. That's where to, you yeah. want Billy Hatcher. To I be. was trying to get to that yeah. without saying it. You, you, thank you for doing that, Kyle. But. That, I mean, that was a landmark moment, mm-hmm. just having that come there. But Sega, th- Sega did throw its way behind it. Um, other games, like, there were some games that, uh, here's another one. Like, the cover we talked about, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur 2 was multi-platform. It came out on every console, Xbox, PlayStation 2, GameCube. Each console version had a console-exclusive character. Um... Uh, I totally forget the other one was the Tekken guy, right? Heihachi. Uh, and Spawn. And Spawn. Thank on you. That's one of the guys. Yeah, Spawn. It was, a, it was from the... It was Todd McFarlane. It was a new uh, new character he designed for okay. the game. But I think that character's in all three. And Spawn's the exclusive character. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure, but I think the, the reason it's hard to remember is because everyone remembers Link. Oh, yeah. Sure. Because... I was like, oh, here's these cool characters. Oh, Link from The Legend of Zelda is going to be in the GameCube version. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That version went on to be the best-selling version of Soul Calibur 2. He had even had alternate swords and they, shields, yeah, right? they, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the quest stuff in there where you they collect all the weapons and stuff? It's super impressive. And then the trailer for it with that cool version of The Legend of Zelda theme, like... This was a good instance of, like I was saying, like Sonic coming Nintendo, leveraging those IPs. Like, Nintendo was lending Link... To third parties, so like, hey, like we can't make all these games, so what if we let you use some of our IPs that in your games? That is pretty crazy when you think about it, and actually. And Star, Advent- I mean, Star Fox Adventures, that was rare, who was like under, still under their wing, but... That I one's way like, opposite. That one's like, you need to you put... They yeah, yeah. forced yeah, it, but was, like... But the EA deal with NBA yeah, 3 yes. and what's the other get to that. SSX? Or? SSX. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's one more, and I'm forgetting. Um, the point is, Nintendo opened up, I feel, this generation to... They probably got some feedback from third parties like, your IPs are worth so much. Can can we just have some help? Can we like use a Mario character in one of our games mm-hmm. and stuff? And I think it got really popular during this generation. And Soul Calibur 2 is like one of the pinnacle shining examples of that. Of like, not only does it work, it, it sold so well, but got people hyped about it. Flexing the IP. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to let's move along a little faster. Sure, um, sure. One big one. Okay. Um, exclusive for GameCube. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, the Twin oh, yeah. Snakes. <laughs> Um, the alternate version of Metal Gear Solid for the original one for PlayStation, handled yeah. by Silicon Knights. Yeah. Um, the director. I enjoy playing that game, but it is not remembered well. Yeah, it's very divisive. I feel like its reputation just gets worse, like year after year. It's kind of funny. I feel like people treated Metal Gear Solid One as still kind of rooted in some kind of realism. It was like more a little gritty. You uh, look back at it; it's still comical now. But right. at the time, people took it more seriously. I feel like. 
Snake wasn't hopping on missiles. Yeah, he wasn't jumping up. Like, uh, I forget the guy's name. I, I even interviewed him. I'm so pol- I apologize. But the director of the Versus movies in Japan, the Versus movie in Japan, who Kojima's like a huge fan of, handled the direction the of cut those, those cut scenes. And, and they, he went they, off the wall. They're just insane. Yeah. I mean, I like them now. I like laugh at them. Like, that's hilarious. No. But the OG <laughs> version's better, but as a yeah. game. Um, like, even the one with the Revolver Ocelot, it just turned into some trailer, silly. that trailer, I feel yeah. like, besides the Metal Gear Solid 2 trailer, that Twin Snakes reveal trailers is like Kojima, another coming out party for Kojima with, like, his, like, memes, the words. He kept doing NGC oh, yeah, yeah. with mm-hmm. different words or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. Um, so, a, a Metal Gear Solid game did come to GameCube, an original one, but this also harkens to the point of Nintendo also didn't get a lot of the biggest third-party games on its system. No new, brand-new Metal Gear Solid game came out on GameCube. Two, Sons of Liberty and Snake Eater did not come out on GameCube. Mm -hmm. Um, Another big series that did not touch GameCube, Grand Theft Auto. Exclusive to Sony. And then the other one, the bridge that was burnt the past generation, Square Enix. They, They did come back. They did come back this generation. We saw they brought back Crystal Chronicles for GameCube, and they started releasing enhanced ports of their older games like Final Fantasy IV Advance, Five Advance, and One oh, and Two: yeah, Dawn of Souls. Game Sorry, on Game Boy Advance later on, um, but they did not put ten. They did not put twelve on GameCube. Half efforts. The, the, yeah. the, the, uh, Eleven obviously it was like PC only, uh, and PlayStation Two, and and an Xbox 360. They did not throw their weight behind the GameCube with those titles. I think that's the stuff, Damiani, that led people to think the GameCube was underpowered, less powerful Mm. than the PS2, and maybe the size of the discs, when in in fact it was a little beefcake. It was more powerful. Yeah, there were all those. Like, I feel like console wars during GameCube, PS2, Xbox era, to me, personally, that was the height of it. I know people remember more finally the Sega Nintendo. That Mm. might have been more in, like, commercials, I feel like, but I don't remember... there wasn't as much online arguing because online was very young and almost not yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, It was the internet. And then in Explorer PlayStation, it was like just kind of like Sony did win eventually, but like I didn't think there was uh, there was that much rivalry initially because Sony was the new kid and they were still proving themselves and then they blew them out. I think it's all the message boards. The fight went from playgrounds to online yeah. anonymity. Yeah. The Let's, internet, like yeah. like online communities, exploded in the early two thousands, and then the start of a new console generation with three major players mm-hmm. who were ready to go. And I just remember, like, all-out fanboy wars. Yes. Like, I just cannot go a day without seeing something about, like, GameCube's, uh, you can't handle Grand Theft Auto. It's only for kids. That's why you don't get GTA on there. Mm-hmm. You can't handle that game, can you, Nintendo? And then, like, Xbox would be like, well, we got a real shooter called Halo. What do you got? You got Grand Theft Auto? Like, there's not, look at the shooting in that game. It's stupid. Like, <laughs> play a real game. You just remember how proud they were of Chinatown Wars? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do you remember how proud they were about that? That's so funny now. That's so funny. Reggie's like, we're bringing China down. (laughs) I was like, no, Reggie, this is not a a landmark moment. Everything's all set. We fixed it. Chinatown Wars on the DS. Like, oh. Oh, my God. We skipped ahead. We skipped way far ahead in time on that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Open was Animal Crossing, I think, was E3 2002 as well, wasn't it? Yeah, even though it was, uh, as Kyle pointed out before we started, Animal Forest and N64. Uh, for rest of us in the world, Animal Crossing got its start on GameCube for us, yeah. like another and Pikmin. We we kind of alluded to it, but oh, like Pikmin, new baby. N- big Nintendo IPs, Animal Crossing yeah. and Pikmin, starting in this generation that you continue to see to this day. So 
I, I just want to say, like, I was ultimately we didn't cover a. I mean, Blood's selection of games yeah. covered a lot here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see if there's any other first party things here that we. I mean, we talked. Yeah, I mean, we talked about some. Yeah, we mentioned part. Eternal Darkness. I mean. There's, darkness is there's crazy. so many games that came out for oh, the Oh, the weird Donkey Kong games? Donkey uh, Kong, and then Donkey Kong Jungle Beat with the yep. bongos. Yeah, yep. I mean, Jungle Beat's worth mentioning because that turned into the Galaxy team, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that was their so, first game. And Blood also mentioned Pac- uh, you showed off Pac-Man Versus. We yeah. didn't get into that E3 when they showed that off, and that was like their big announcement. Their big gimmick. It was like, so dumb. We, we have this out here. Well, I think this will be a good transition to Game Boy Advance while Blood's sure. still going through this, is that... They spent an entire E3 focusing on how this device called the Game Boy Advance would connect to your GameCube so that you could play these games with this unique experience Nintendo had crafted. Honestly, a brilliant idea, but the the practicality of it, having to hook up all these cables, having to yeah. buy all these moving parts. No, I don't, Damian, to, I don't think it was even a brilliant idea. The, uh, the concept of it? Yeah. Because Wi-Fi wasn't like... That, that didn't wasn't prevalent enough to do that. Like DS, DS fully realized it because the technology was there. Yeah. DS did what this was trying to do. Yeah. And because the technology finally caught up and was cheap enough to do. This but, was the best. That, that, there was the this, DS never really communicated with your with your Wii. Uh, it uh, did for like Pokemon Battle Revolution. It could, but just, uh, yeah, the idea of using it as a controller. I mean, it was, it was definitely an interesting experiment. I guess you could say this is why we have the Switch now. You could say the that's game, the birth the Wii of it. Gamepad. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, you could yeah. say, this, but like even at that point, Damiani, this is like, why? This is unappealing to me. I don't want to oh no, play back then. I was just like, yeah. I did not want this though. Yeah. Um, why you end they, up they didn't it? have any concepts that really drove home why I needed. They didn't have that um, experience that you could get on like. Any, I'm trying to think of the DS games to illustrate this point. I'm sorry, they're escaping me. None of like those games were ever attempted on this system i feel like to, to capture that what you got were pac-man versus yeah what you got were four swords adventures which that drove me insane that they decided to use that game a zelda game for this concept the only but yeah but the, the idea was with crystal chronicles and four swords crystal adventures chronicles was that the game could keep going without it's stopping for you. Like if one person going into the menu and changes equipment, everyone mm-hmm. else can keep playing the game. Mm-hmm. And was like Four Swords Adventures. It was kind of almost like this this idea. You didn't know what was happening. Like th- they went into a house. You could they could only see what's inside that house on their screen. Yeah. Or a cave or something like that. Which is a novelty. It's not like saying, "Hey, here's a great, sweet new game." Yeah. Here's Twilight right. Princess, everybody. You um, know what I mean? Like it, we, it's not that level. We of did use it in uh, in Splinter Cell. I was like the spotter. For, for uh, well, she's my wife now. She wasn't at the time. But, yeah, so she would be playing Splinter Cell, and I'd be, mm-hmm. like, watching the, the radar and the map, and be like, okay, On the Game Boy Advance? The, on the Game Boy Advance, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you could do that. Blood, that's actually, that's genuinely cool. That's, that's stuff. truly interesting. I remember having to hook this up because I wanted four people to yeah. play Four Swords Adventures. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm doing this. Did what it ever happen? Yeah, I had to invite friends over to do it. <laughs> I got maybe... Two weekends, uh, like I, two weekends. I remember where I had like was able to do sleepovers, where I got to do it, and that was it. Until I got older, and then I found with the Game Boy Player, it actually made some of it a little bit easier to do with less people, like, and especially like trying to capture any of the footage and stuff, which I got into later on. But it was just such a weird focus for Nintendo. They like really doubled down on it, and just i mean it's completely a nintendo move but at the same time it was so i don't want to say baffling but so frustrating that this is what they were focused on focusing on 
because I feel like they might have been detecting that despite their best efforts, GameCube was kind of slipping a bit. And the Game Boy Advance was doing so well. And Game Boy was doing so well, and yeah. they're like, what do we do? We were equal power, if not more technically more powerful than like. But it was way before any of that because it was on the yeah. boxes when they came out. They're like, you can oh. use this as a controller on the GameCube when it comes out. Like they had a very early on a plan. They just didn't really know exactly what what they want to do with it to like really have like that killer app. Yeah, I think they just put, pulled the trigger out of desperation that like the two years in mark because they saw the sales were falling behind. Like, okay, we need to, we, we've been touting this. We need to put this out here because we've, we've been saying people were going to, people are going to do this. We need something unique that sets us apart from Xbox and PlayStation 2 because we all look the same. It's up to our exclusives mm-hmm. and our systems, and we're not winning that right now. I want to say one really cool implementation sure. of this. Uh, and I'm sorry, I know we were like way off track. Uh, Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion. If you oh, beat Metroid right. Prime, you pop over in Metroid too. Fusion, you have Metroid, the original yeah. NES game. And then, yeah, if you beat Metroid Fusion and you take that save into Metroid Prime, you get the sick fusion suit in that yeah. game. Yeah. That is really cool. I don't think they do a lot of stuff like that anymore. Like unlocking skins in HOTS, I guess, would be the equivalent right. of that today. And I think that's really cool. Kind of basically free DLC for accomplishing something in another game is actually really cool to me. Um, some other quick uh, first-party ones we didn't mention. Okay. Uh, oh, so- yes. Somewhat rare. Uh, Paper Mario, Mario Thousand, Thousand Year Door. That's a top Door. tenner for me. Honestly, that's one of my top that, ten favorite games. And then games. Uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Yep. Also very rare. I think like my big system RPGs. right now. Yeah. As well as they have some good sports games. Mario oh, yeah. Golf, Toadstool Tour, Mario which Golf. I think is one it's of the best. It's a really good Mario game. Um, and then Super Mario Strikers, yes. which I know a lot of people love. I wasn't as into, but. I think you could say Toadstool Tour is the best Mario Golf game. Yeah. You can get away with that. Yeah. Well, the, the Game Boy Color, Color one, one is like an RPG. RPG. The, yeah, 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 it's really fun. One, yeah. Uh, that also had some sort of, you could import your characters, but that's a Game Boy Color game. I wonder how that worked. Hmm. That may have been for N64 was where you import your characters. Oh, right. right. Uh, yeah, the transfer pack. Yeah, yeah. Which so, was basically, yeah, that was that was kind of the, the beginning of that was transfer pack. It's why we have the Switch today. You know, I shouldn't be so negative about well, it. It's like, honestly them playing the, the I seeds. I guess the point I want to make is, with the GameCube, before we move on real quick to Game Boy Advance, is that this system, this, I, we did point out there were certain franchises that just absolutely did not appear on here. That definitely hurt the GameCube's chances. No GTA, mm-hmm. no proper Final Fantasy, no new Metal Gears, other, some few other stuff. It was basically at parity performance-wise with the, its contemporaries. Yes. And it had a very solid lineup of third-party support and third-party exclusives. Yeah. Yet it couldn't beat out PlayStation 2. We, we can get into a lot of the reasons why. But I, despite those, I think Nintendo took away that sometimes even like the argument of Nintendo, like just get third-party support and you'd be fine. You like make a, make the switch just like an Xbox one and a PlayStation four, but just use your exclusives and get those third-party games and you'll rock everybody. Like, I think they remember the GameCube too fondly or That's not fair. fondly. Like the, they might have, there's might just lingering fears of like, we tried that once. They had resident evil four. We tried that yeah. once. Uh-huh. And while it did, we had great games and great responsor games. It didn't, do live up to expectations possibly and yeah. it got blown out by playstation 2 yeah um and i don't think they're ever going to have that situation again so that's why and i know this failed this gimmick here the, this novelty but i think they were like i think they realized this was like not fully realized 
And I'm sure when this was all going on, they were probably conceiving the DS and stuff. All right, what do we, what are we really gonna do? That's gonna like knock the socks over competition. And don't say beat them power wise because it doesn't work. Blue Ocean, I think baby. GameCube was the, the the straw that broke the camel's back. About yeah. we can't compete power wise in hardware. We mm-hmm. have to do something unique. And that's always been like my biggest takeaway from GameCube is that despite it being, a, a, I thought an amazing system, despite having amazing games. It was actually profitable as well. And it was profitable. That. Yeah. I think it ultimately sold worse than N64 in the end. It's like... Is that true? I'm not sure. People keep I know trying to joke around it to 20 GameCube. million or so. Like I know like basically it was like Xbox and GameCube were oh, yeah. about the same. Yeah. And then, but like, around the regional 20. split was like super, super oh, yeah. weird because like oh, yeah. GameCube... I think was probably still less in Europe, but fairly even in North Japan America. and North yeah. America, whereas like Xbox is almost entirely North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, PlayStation 2 is just like six or seven times more systems. It's the initial bump, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's the initial bump like that N64 had. Because N64 was coming off the Super Nintendo. I think it just had such a strong start sales-wise. It had that huge bump that even though it started to decline, it already achieved such a high level. Yeah. And it tapered off, whereas GameCube was coming off. Oh man, N64 didn't wasn't too hot in the end. Some people, the perception, it lost to PlayStation. So this PlayStation Two things comes out a year earlier, had the year advantage and stuff. Anyway, year advantage, it had the DVD, which was it, it, a it was a huge yeah. deal at the time. There, there, there's the DVD player. Was it's gigantic. not as simple as we I made it out, obviously. And we'll I'd I'd love to spend an episode getting into this, but uh, Game Boy Advance. We 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 only talked about like kind of like the gimmick behind it, but this was this was actually the system, the original it was system. It was a real there. upgrade. That yeah, was the this like is after, the first yeah. the first Game Boy to actually have like actually be a step up in power, not just adding color to the system like Game Boy Color. This was like the Game Boy Color is a step up in power. I want to hear it. it. Okay, it's a little bit of step up in power, but not like this. You could play games on Game Boy Advance that looked unlike anything you yeah, saw. Yeah, they on looked Game like Boy. Super Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah. It was like a portable Super Nintendo 2D PlayStation. Yeah, like 2D well, game. 2D games you saw on PlayStation or games you saw on Super Nintendo, that's what I felt like the quality of the games looked like on Game Boy Advance. I'll, I'll give you that because it launched with the Castlevania The Castlevania game. games. Sure, I'll give like, you that. I mean, it's smaller screen and like stuff. The Tony like, Hawk game with the actual yeah. 3D models and stuff and I the played way it. they moved. Yeah. I played that game. It was very it's pretty fun. pretty crazy to see those like 60 frames per second models. Game Boy Advance, uh, just real quick, it, uh, it launched in uh, the U.S., uh, in, in June summer. of 2001, yeah, came out a little bit earlier in in in, in uh, Japan, but uh, actually that was the first thing I had imported. That's right, it's because because again, like yeah. it was it was region free. It came so, before GameCube, yeah, technically. Once, yeah, once, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, as soon as it was available in Japan, like I got that that launch lineup. Uh, I got the yeah, mine mine was the white one. I got nice. like a little protective thing on it, but yeah, yeah Damiani, why would you not? The white one was so cool, dude. Mine was the white I one, and Arctic I had F Zero. I had Kura 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 Rain, and I forget what else, but and oh, and then like I said, I got the Oracle games for it, like right away. Yep. And oh there sure. Was that Oracle room I told you about that only opened if you're in the Game Boy Advance version or playing it on a GBA. There's that room. Um, there were um, uh, real quick. So there were some uh, there were some good new IPs that came out on uh. Uh, on Game Boy Advance and some good series that saw it from Nintendo. Um, Advance Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. That is... <laughs> they got Nintendo so by surprise. They thought they were putting out this little niche game. Yep. And then it was oh, sold wow. out for months. People really? Nobody more. could get that game. People still want a new one in that. And it, it's just... 
I don't know, but it just came out of nowhere. It was just huge <laughs> and that everywhere. Was before Fire Emblem as well. Yep. So, so there's just no enthusiasm internally the, for the series, I guess. I, I think they just didn't fully believe in it. I mean, they huh. supported it, but like I don't think they had any idea it was going to turn out to be the success that cool. it became. Um, not as popular, not as successful. Uh, Golden Sun. Uh, yeah. Wow. And people, yeah, I, we, I we love had Golden Sun. In my, in the I, I don't have love for Golden Sun, but I really wanted to because it just kind of. Again, like you were saying, the PlayStation comparison, like the way the sprites and stuff rotated, it made it look like like a Final Fantasy VII style, you know, combat. Right. It would switch when you when you're on offense or defense. The camera would switch perspectives. Mm-hmm. And you'd have like these like you know spell effects that would move across the screen. And, and um, the summons would level up. Yeah, that's the coolest yeah, thing. Legend. Uh, what else? With Mario Luigi, so mm-hmm. I'd start oh, on this. Yeah. The Mario Luigi series, the and- mustard of your doom. <laughs> And uh, WarriorWare. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah. One-button micro-games. Uh, That's interesting. It is interesting to see where those... It, I feel like these are seeds. I yeah. really do. I, these are interesting seeds. seeds. Being sown both these systems during yeah. this time. Um, Blood Mention Fire Emblem mm-hmm. uh, finally came out here in the West, GBA, and in GameCube also. So I really dug that. I dug it so much. Fire Emblem Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. Um, we got a new Zelda game. We got Minish Cap, uh, developed by Capcom flagship. Uh, yeah. The last one of those being handled by them. Um, I mentioned earlier that Square Enix started re-releasing some of their older games with the Final Fantasy Advanced series of games. Um, we talked about the Castlevania 2D games. Like, really good ones came out on GBA. Yeah. Whereas, like, the 3D was still struggling at that point. Like, you could argue where the N64 was PS2? or PS2. Oh, yeah. Everyone was like... You don't have to argue. They were struggled. They, were they like, struggled, they're yeah. Like, they're, not, they're not as good as, like, these 2D ones. But yeah. they continued on there. Um, Metroid still f- found a life on uh, Metroid yeah. Zero Mission. Fusion and Zero Mission. Fusion, yep. Um, but I want to. Uh, I mean, Mega Man continued on Game Boy Advance. Like, oh, Mega Man Battle Net- thrived with the Battle Mega Man Zero Battle Network, Network <laughs> which I never even, I never could get into it, and it was just like <laughs> I got into Zero series, number. but Battle Network, I just, I played one for a little bit. I was like, uh, uh, not for me, but I can see. There's love like it. six games in that series, right? And then the DS had its own version. And then, like, you know, they, it wasn't Battle Network, but it was another, like, uh, yeah, RPG. I forget. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was. Maybe it started a whole time thing. Time was going really strong, but I want to... Do you want to touch about Pokemon? Pokemon... Let's do it. ...continued to explode... Yes. ...during the Game Boy Advance. Ruby Sapphire. Ruby Sapphire. The remakes. Fire Red, Leaf Green. Mm-hmm. Just... It... I mean, yeah, it started as popularity on the original Game Boy and Game Boy Color, but GBA... Like, I well, was, like, fully aware of Pokemon. Like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Pokemon. It's actually less popular in GBA. So it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, you're talking about sales, right? S- sales-wise, yeah. Okay, but I, I feel like the fandom was, like, out of control. Like, it had, like, spiraled out of, like, it was just so big at that point. I mean, I mean that's insane. Because online, it's not true. Online. No, online. Like, I was talking about, like, message boards. Oh, okay. Online. I got you. So, sure. like, this is, like, kind of like the, 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 you know, a place where it exploded in awareness because of the internet. Maybe not necessarily because of the games, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, what's crazy is, I mean, this version, the Game Boy Advance version, mm-hmm. is when it became mm, uh, viable as a multiplayer game. Okay. Because this is when they add uh, special attack and attack. And the reason why it can be played basically as an eSport today is what they added in the Game Boy Advance games. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I, I, mean, I really don't like, I don't like the game. Okay. Advanced so you games. don't like them. Huh. I think it's um. bad art. Uh, like the overworld <laughs> bad map, sprites, bad sprites. I think, I think your character okay. looks stupid. The one stupid thing that killed me was, uh, like a lot of the real time stuff with like the, 
I think they, I think they had it in Susan Silver too, but like the berries and everything. Oh, I, the bug contest. Oh yeah. It's like every Thursday is a bug contest. I love that blood. But, but you're right. Berries, like, it, berries, right. but they would like die out if you didn't take care of them enough. It's when kind of thing. things started yeah. getting out of control for sure. That's when they have like beauty contests as the Game Boy Advance games. Mm-hmm. Started going a little nuts. You're right because right. you had the Poke Puffs. You got to feed them to make them cool. Oh god. Please. Okay. All right. Sorry, Damiani. No, no, I wanted you to talk about it because you know it best. Cause I didn't get into Pokemon yet. A I, lot of I, people I, adore Ruby and Sapphire. I didn't jump so until it's the DS. best music. So but, yeah. DS is when I got into Pokemon. So I was like. And defer to Kyle Bossman here, but sure. <laughs> still going strong. Yeah. Um, even if Kyle felt it like kind of had a drop off there, it's uh, like leveling off there. Is it's 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 weird. You know, we talked about Zelda becoming a formula at a certain point. You know, obviously, on your third game, that's when you become a formula. And it's when Pokemon became a formula is okay. in in Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. When you can start to expect things that are happening, and you're you're in, going through motions at a certain point. All right. Well, there. I feel like there were a lot of games on Game Boy Advance, period. Um, oh, yeah. But it didn't, oh, yeah, yeah. didn't have, I want to wrap up saying, like, it didn't have that long, though, because it came out, we said it came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. By 2004, November 2004, DS would come out, and yeah, it's nuts had, the backwards com- had the backwards compatibility with it, so. And in between, we had this beauty. Oh, yeah. There were, there were some Game Boy Advance SP. Mm-hmm. And then there's a nice little clamshell. I have one Fits of those. right in your pocket. It lights up. And then there was and a, it back, a it real lights light. Up. It's yeah. a real light for oh, yes. first time in America. Oh my gosh! And there was a micro version that came out after that. Yeah, micro, micro was crazy, but yeah, that was after DS even, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that when Reggie pulled that out. But uh, apologies for not getting too in depth with, with uh, the Game Boy Advance. Um, but it, it's one. Uh, if you take away anything from it, it had a lot of synergy with the GameCube, and I just remember having a lot of memories of playing... The e-reader? Trying oh, that to was play another thing swords. that was the connection. Oh, God. The, the e-reader, e-reader connection with Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. I, uh, I, I had to do I've that got them in my bag. I forgot to I had to do that in But I had the cards. So, like, you'd swipe a card. Like NES the, the information on the barcode was the entire game for some of these NES Jeez. games. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, moving on... Uh, our next section, sorry to like cut it short. We're, we're yeah. running out of time. That's why we're rushing we're so long. We're sorry. Out. Real quick. Oh, uh, oh boy. We're okay. just going to pick one here. So the, okay. it's this section called Last Call. With Carson where, Daly. Uh, anyone who is not Carson Daly um, and is a $5 above patron can submit a question to us in advance um, like to for the next Carson week's Daly. topic. And this week's topic was the Game Boy, GameCube and Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And the question this week comes from Nicholas Pettit. And it's, what's the best GameCube game that hasn't been re-released in some form? Mm. Thanks and thanks for the very entertaining podcast, Love and Respect. So any one of those games that has not been re-released since, remade or anything like that. I have some questions for Bloodworth. Uh, so, uh, Rogue Leader, did that Wii re-release ever happen? I think no, right? No, no that was just leaked okay. stuff yeah. about it, but it never right. happened. I mean, in a weird way, it was re-released in... The third game. And I love... It is a multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, you know I love Sunshine, but I, my answer is Thousand Year Door. Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Okay. Sure. Never ever seen again after the GameCube. Gotcha. It's yeah. a crime. I mean, I could, I, I'll probably end up looking through all these and I haven't changed my answer, but like Beautiful Joe's on top here. But that was... On PS2? That was released on PS2, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> Man, there's so many so many games, but it's hard to like no, f- no, figure no, out the zero. categories. GX, GX, yeah, never seen Let's again. Go with GX, yeah, that would be great. Well, I mean, it, they've even done it in, like Dolphin and stuff, right? Like shown that you know, like it's really easy to upscale the HD and just how good it looks. Come on, Switch, Switch Virtual Console, baby. Come on, Switch. Yep. 
Uh, we'll go with G- oh, and e- Eternal Darkness sitting right in front of me too. Go. Yep. What Those have you got, Damiani? Um, might say what is said, Skies of Arcadia. Um, but I would honestly rather see Super Mario Sunshine HD. Sure. Mm-hmm. I hope that comes to Switch. Needs to be on Switch. Make it happen, Nintendo. Super Mario Sunshine, vastly underrated. I was very guilty of that. I, I bashed that game a lot for unfairly, but for what it wasn't. Go replay it. Tell me it's bad now. Anyway. That's going to wrap it up for uh, this episode of Friend Code. Again, um, you can catch these episodes early uh, if you're a dollar or higher patron on Sunday at 5 p.m. on the weeks that are opposite of Frame Trap. For everyone else, you get them around Tuesday at noon. Um, and that's how this show and our other shows, EA's Allies, are basically created is through support of people like you on our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash easyallies. Um, anything else I forget, Kyle? trying to get better at this gamecube's good gamecube's Game good. good gamecube's good we'll wrap up that <laughs> so till next time see ya